Morning, everybody. It is Friday, January 20th, 2017. Um, there's going to be no ads today. I just wanted to say hi and introduce our guest, um, which is Dave Mayhew. Um, this was an epic podcast, man. I'm really honored that he came on the show, and uh, thanks for opening up so much and sharing. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Till next time, peace. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Or today. Or today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognized real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. crazy okay i was watching you in magazines and videos like you were a god to me like i was like holy shit dave mayhew like i had an 18 board and like i i obviously had the d3s and like <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah it's funny because like i was listening to some of those other ones and you kept ma- mentioning the maple flame board the hot box and it I, was yeah, the box. that's where i had it so i went like digging i was like i'm gonna you know i just got tons of boards and i couldn't find it i was like damn it Damn, that was I think the best. I thought I had it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the idea behind that board or no? Um, I mean, I think it's kind of self-explanatory. I think <laughs> you know, if you think about a hot box, you know, it's just like, so, um, you know, the dudes that did Maple were were some cool dudes. You know, they like to drink and party and stuff. So, it could be a little bit of everything. They like a the hot box. So yeah, so there, <laughs> there you go. Cool. And where where are we right now, Dave? I am in Madison, Wisconsin. Nice. How is it there, man? How long you been there? So I grew up here, and then um, I don't know. Are we starting or like? Is yeah, it I'm sorry. Going? Yes. All right, all right. No, no, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I grew up here, um, and then moved out to San Diego, uh, my senior high school, right after that. And then lived there for 10 years, so I've been back here since, like, 2004, I think, right in the beginning of 2004. Nice. So you you started skating in Wisconsin, though? Yep, yep. What got you into skating? Um, Definitely my brother. You know, my brother, like, and his crew, you know, they were doing, they had the whole style thing kind of going, and, like, so this is 80... Five eighty six. You know they kick it around and do like hand plants and ho hos and you know just like <laughs> nice. You know to me I was just, you know like it was sick. And then I started like seeing magazines and it was like 
you know, they were kind of doing the same stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's just amazing. Like, it's so cool. And then how it turned out was that Tyrone Olsen um, used to roll with some of those dudes. And, you know, then I met Tyrone, and we're pretty much the same age. So, you know, I've known Tyrone since we were, like, I want to say, like, 14, maybe. Is he from Wisconsin, too? Yep, yep. Nice. Sick. Yep, so he's from Madison, so... Yeah, I mean, Madison, like, my generation and generations before is pretty rich in, like, skate kind of history. Yeah, which seems strange because it's, like, the middle Midwest, you know? It doesn't seem like there'd be, like, a, a skate scene there. Yeah. No, there, there definitely was, you know, like, the, the crew. So I grew up with was, like, Tyrone. And then um, Aaron Snyder um, grew up in Green Bay, but then he moved down to Madison, um... Pretty much, I think, around, like, 15 or something. So when he moved down with his parents, like, he actually had a camera. Sick. So me and Tyrone were just, like, skating around. It's like, if we saw a trick in a video, we were like, let's go do it. You know, like, instantly. It was like, it was like, download it, you know, just like, let's go do it. That's and then, it. Um, and then Aaron moved down, so then we started, like, filming stuff. And, you know, like, eventually that kind of turned into, like, sponsor me videos and all that shit. And then it just kind of, like, cascaded from that, you know? It was just, like, is this v- people were hyped and... Is, it, sorry to interrupt, but is it VCR? Like, this is sponsor me tapes on VCR? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, like, the first cameras we filmed with were, like, VCR cameras. N- nice. <laughs> They're, like, the, you know, like, the whole, you gotta put them on your shoulder and, like... You know, just, like, it was crazy. And, like, the editing was such a bitch, too. Like, when I first started making Sponsor Me tapes, too, it was right at the, like, the VCR, VHS tape thing, and that's when I started. And just editing them from, like, was such a pain in the ass. And then we moved to mini-DV, and that was way easy. And now kids, now people and kids, they just got it on their phone. They can make fucking whole movies on their phone. Oh, yeah, totally. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, what we had was, like, so you'd have, you know, either VHS... Connected to a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like, one would be playing, and then you could, like, record and pause on the other one. Or you just do it straight from your, like, um, input, you know, from the camera. Yeah. So you'd be playing your tricks on the camera, and then if you wanted that trick in your video, you would, like, unhit pause so it was recording, and then you'd hit <laughs> pause again after the trick. Nice. <laughs> and then, like, um, you know, we had an audio mixer, so you could, like, put music to it and stuff, but you couldn't, like line it up or anything it was just like music going while the skating was going you know you know what I've been, i'm wondering is like are skateboarders unique in that i guess like rollerbladers probably made sponsor me tapes but like other sports and stuff like basketball soccer you don't have to like learn to film and edit right like you just try they out definitely don't do it themselves i mean <laughs> i think you know like if you're talking like college football and all that you know going to the nfl they have to do like um courses and like they time everything, I forget what it's called, but, you know, it's like a scheduled thing. Oh, know? like a trial, like they, a trial, yeah. yeah. they do, like, 100-meter dash or something, it's all timed and all that stuff, but skaters are definitely original, I think, in that in that sense of, like, you know, just making it happen, you know, like, utilizing what you have around you and, and just going and doing it, you know? Yeah, which seems to be a really good skill to have in 2017 when, like, people are just trying to figure out how to, like use social media and technology to, like, build brands and small businesses. It seems like skateboarders are almost, like, 
built for that because they have that DIY spirit and like experimented with like digital cameras and VHS and like it's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean I think you know if you're talking as a skateboarder, I think we're just kind of relentless. You know, it's hard to give up on on that trick, so therefore it's hard to give up on other things in life. You know, you just gotta you know you just keep grinding through it and try to figure things out and. Relentless. With the internet, yeah, with the internet now, you can go find out anything, so. Yeah, for sure, you can look up anything. Were you good at, did you play any other sports? So I played, like, uh, soccer and a little bit of basketball, but I'm only, I'm like 5'6", so I'm not, like, I just did it, you know, like, like, uh, middle school and stuff, you know, so. You weren't going for the NBA. (laughs) No, no, no. So then, you know, like, that was right when I, like, started skating kind of I, I, I remember basically like riding on our butts on boards Hell yeah. you know going down hills and stuff and then pretty much from there i remember sitting on the sidelines like trying to learn how to ollie so like i'd go into the game you know kick the ball around do whatever coach you know come out and then i'd sit there and like try to ollie like in my cleats <laughs> you know just trying to make it happen and then like go back in the game you know just kind of wild and then I think the, the, the change for me was definitely when I learned how to ollie, and I remember in middle school, ollieing some kid's backpack. Sick. And it was just like, you know, up to that point, like, skaters were kind of like, you know, they're seen as kind of like the outcast, like, you know, what, you know, not, I, I don't know how to word it, I guess, not, you know, not necessarily outcast, but just like. They weren't like, it wasn't like. It was an unpopular thing. Yeah, it wasn't as accepted as a sport, for sure. Like, when I, even when I first started skating, it was like, people were kind of like skaters, like, they thought you were doing drugs or something, you know? They just didn't know about skating, because it wasn't controlled by coaches and shit, I guess. Yeah. But this is even, like, before that, so this is, like, life's a beach, you know, (laughs) like, clothes and, like, goofy stuff, you know? Nice. Wasn't necessarily, like, the hesh kind of, like, you know, kind of look. That came, like, a little bit later. But yeah, no, I mean, I just remember doing that, and, like, kids lighting up, like, this is crazy, you know, and so for then, like, going into to high school, you know, like, I had my first sponsors, like, I think I got my first one, I think, when I was, like, almost 16. Nice. Who was it? It happened all pretty quick. Um, it was a company called Small Room. Nice. So it was out of San Luis Obispo. So, um... Which is, yeah, just sent them, sent them a sponsor me tape, and they were all hyped, and it just kind of... Is that California? Yeah, 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 yeah. How did you... Yo, you sent them a tape, and they just sent you free product? Yep. Nice. Were your parents, yeah. were your parents like, tripping, and you're getting free stuff in the mail? Yeah, you know. It's definitely, like, my parents, were, they're both um, teachers. My dad is a professor at the UW. He's retired now, but he was a professor, and then my mom... Was a uh, teacher also. She has passed away. Um, coming up almost on two years now. So, but you know, being raised by teachers, like you know, they were curious of it, but understanding. You know, yeah. Like it wasn't like they never like second guessed my choices or anything. You know, it was like they respected everything, and yeah, you know, they were pretty. They were cool with it. What did they teach? So my dad is an ESL professor, or was an ESL professor, so English as a second language. Okay. And then my mom was a, a Montessori school teacher. Which is? So ages like two and a half through five. Whoa, nice. 
She was nurturing. Yeah, it's kind of like both spectrums, you know, young and then college, you know? <laughs> yeah, and second language, too. So they're just trying to learn another language, which is yep. fundamental beginnings. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Did they ever push... Did they ever want you to go to school and do that route? So, yeah, so I actually, like... So in terms of sponsorship, you know, I did the small room thing. And then I got on um, Etnies. Nice. And then... After that, the small room thing kind of faded away, and then I, you know, we always used to go to this place called Rotation Station, which is in Rockford, Illinois, so it's about, like, an hour from where we live, and we'd go there, and, like, so many people would go there, like, you know, freaking Danny Mayer and Steve Barrow would come from Nebraska, and then, like, cats from Chicago would come up, and... You know, it was like this this super sick indoor place that just everybody went to. Clutch, so clutch. Those so, places are crucial. Yeah. No, definitely. So then, you know, like, so we kept making videos, and then I ran into... Danny Mayer was getting for H Street. Nice. And I think he was kind of the one saw me doing some stuff. I was like, oh, man, you know, you should, like, send a tape in or something. So I started working on a tape, and it's hard, it's, it's hard to remember exactly how it all went down, but, like... It was all about the time when H Street split and, like, Plan B started one way with Mike Ternansky, and then Tony Magnuson made Evil, which oh. was, like, you know, he took some of the dudes and some of the dudes went that way, and, you know, I was just, like, a little skater here, you know, I didn't know, like, what the heck, anything was happening. Yeah, like, none of the politics, then, you're just like, oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I started getting Evil boxes, you know, and, like, being hyped on them. And, yeah, pretty much what happened was just, you know, I ended up winning a street contest here and then flying out to San Diego for the the finals, you know, it was like an NSA, so it was like National Skateboard Association, you know, you qualify <coughs> and then you, you know, you take it to the next level. So I remember going there and skating in that with uh, Aaron Snyder and um, so they do Pete Lehman, he was from... Madison also. Nice. He wrote for Toy Machine for a little bit. I remember like, both yeah. those guys. Aaron Snyder, they yeah. both shredded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then, you know, like, filmed some stuff out there, and then they ended up making a video, and I ended up getting the last part. What? And then next thing you know, like, I guess everybody's hyped on it, and then they're just like, oh, you know, we're gonna make you pro, and I was like, you know, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so... So yeah, I turned pro my senior year of high school. Did it did it sink in? Were you like this was that like a goal of yours was like to turn pro? I don't you know, definitely not in the beginning. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, I wanna be a pro skater, like it wasn't even a thought until like I think once I got my first package I was just kinda like, Oh, like you know, I felt good skating. And I was just like, maybe, you know, something could happen, you know, I don't know. But at that point, like, skateboarding was in such a a downturn, you know? Yeah. So literally, like, my first pro checks, um, so yeah, were, were uh, $300 a month. <laughs> so, like, I, I moved out to San Diego, like, and had $300 a month. So, like, 150 was that, you know, went to rent. Yeah. And then, like, gas money and then trying to, like, live, you know, and eat. Like, it was just, it was a struggle, you know, just hustling and boards out of the back and shoes and stuff, you know, trying to make, 
trying to make enough to survive. So. Yeah, and you're like you're young too. It's like like what we did too is we got an apartment with like five dudes that were all like, let's do yeah. this, let's do this, and everyone just kicked in. And then, uh, but yeah, that's the struggle street for sure. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I lived in this house. So I ended up going out to San Diego. I don't know if you ever heard of Jarrett Berry. Yeah, of course, dude. So good at skating, too. So Jarrett was from Chicago, and I knew Jarrett, and he was going to San Diego State University. So I hopped, or he hopped in my car along with one of his friends, and we drove to San Diego, and I lived in a house with Jarrett for the first year. Sick. So I remember, like, so it was a two-bedroom house. With four people, you know, two in each room, and then the the garage was made into another kind of bedroom, you know, and I had two people. So it's funny how it all happened, because then um, one of the guys that lived in the garage, this guy Brian Reed, who, you know, we'll probably get into it at some point, but ended up being part owner of Osiris. Oh, okay. That's crazy. So, so- but, but Brian grew up in... Um, Laguna Beach, so he knew, like, Adam McNatt. Whoa. So I remember, like, one of the first mornings I woke up, there was, like, dude sleeping on the garage roof. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> like, this is crazy. You know, and turns out it was Adam McNatt sleeping on our, our garage roof. He just got done doing a long 50-50 nolly flip out, and he was like, I need a yeah, place to sleep, know. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to that, but yeah. You know, it's just, it just wild, you know, to, like, I mean, you know, you've you've kind of been through it, you know, coming from the East Coast, like your first time from Cali, and like who you might run into and different things. So it was just like one of those, like, you know, holy shit, that's Adam McNan. He just slept on our roof, you know. Like, Dude, I I fan I fan out I fanned out so much on people when I was in California. I probably got made fun of for being too fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard when you're, like, you're outside the... Because California was, like, the media center for skateboarding, like, for sure. And then when, you, when you're out in the Midwest or the East Coast where you have winters and you're, like, watching all these videos and stuff, and then you go see the people that you've been watching for, like, months, you're like, these videos are sick, the new 4-in-1, like, whatever drops, the Maple video, like, um, all of it, you know what I mean? And then now it's different with the media and skating. You can literally be anywhere, and you have your phone. You can film it, put it online. But for real, that's a real thing. I find out on so many people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. That's one of the crazy things about skateboarding is, like, you know, even to this day, like, some people are like, oh, you're Dave. And I'm just like, man, I'm just like, I'm just a skater dude, you know? Like, we're all just, we're all on the same level, you know? Some people have, you know, definitely more, like, um, I guess big headedness, you know, yeah. a little more ego and stuff that go along with it. But in the end, it's just like we're all the same dudes, just trying to like do new tricks and skate and have fun, you know. Like, yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you. This might be you know? this might be too early, but I was gonna ask anyways. Do you feel like you pioneered skateboarding in a way? Like that sounds kind of corny, but to me, like when I was coming up watching videos, you guys were the ones doing it, which is pretty sick. I was like, you guys are the dudes, you know. Yeah, I mean, I talked to Mark about this a lot. Is like, we were so, you know, blessed to skate in the, the time period that we did, you know? Yeah. Because, um, you know, my first board basically was a Veriflex. Like, we're talking, like, a big ass, like, plastic tailbone on the back and, like, rails and, like, a nose guard. I think probably weighed, like, 10 pounds. <laughs> You know, and so, like, I saw, you know, we witnessed the whole evolution of, like, 
you know, not only like the boards changing, you know, as far as like rails, no rails, tailbone, no tailbone. And also like seeing, you know, the start of like kick noses and switch tricks and like all that stuff, you know? So like to say we pioneered, it might not be the best word, but to say like, you know, we helped it evolve, but it was already kind of evolving, you know? Yeah, you're a part of the progression. Like, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, you know, like, it was sweet to be able to, like, literally go out and, like, do something that nobody's ever done before. Yeah, sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, that feeling is, like, is rad, you know? I mean, there's people that still do stuff that, you know, people haven't necessarily done before, but it was just evolving at such a fast rate then, you know? Yeah. It was kind of it was a fun period to like grow in for sure. And to watch because I was like consuming and watching the videos, like all of them. I seriously yeah. four and ones and all the team. Every video that comes out and it was a really fun uh, time to watch skateboarding. <laughs> you guys did some fun stuff. It was wild. Mm-hmm. All right, so no, I mean it's crazy. Like my first ad was a Crux Trucks ad. <laughs> And it was a kickflip, no slide, nollie flip on this ledge. It's kind of curb ledge, you know? But, like, you know, people didn't really start, like, flipping in, flipping out until years after that, you know? Yeah, for sure. But to us, it just seemed like it just worked, you know? Yeah. I think Aaron filmed it, and, like, you know, we were just, like, trying to kill it, you know? Just do new shit, and it's just, like... You don't even think about it when you're in the process of doing it, you know? It just kind of happens, and then all of a sudden you're just like, wow, like that was kind of like a monumental kind of thing, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. So. Did you, there was so many people right there. There was probably so much energy. You guys are all filming and all doing sponsor stuff and right in that area? Yeah, I mean, Aaron was killing it, and Pete was killing it, and Tyrone, you know, was just... He's just off the wall, you know, he's just Tyrone, just going big, and he's just, he's just wild. He's such a character, dude, Tyrone's a fucking character, dude. Yeah, no, he's, he's a character, but he's, like, super good-hearted, you know, like, he's, he's just down to skate, you know? Yeah, He's still killing it, like, he's still charging. Yeah, I kind of I kind of have this rule. If I see someone that's like on their board a lot, like if I see them skating, I'm like they're probably doing better, pretty good in life because they're like at least making time to skate and like have fun, yeah. you know. And I see Tyrone, oh, yeah, for sure. I see him killing it, still skating out there. Like definitely, he has some time on his board. He must session a couple times a week or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, no, he's, he's, you know, he's got it. You know, he was just living back here for a bit, but now he moved back to Cali. But yeah, no, he's. He goes for it, man. He's just skate, skate, skate. Yeah, he's got fire. He's got the fire. So then, if we're still talking about Madison, another dude that came from here was um, Steve Salantani. No. Who ended up doing Troubleshooters. Sick. I don't know if you've seen a Troubleshooter video. Yeah. So, yeah, he he made that. That's sick. So we grew up, like, filming with Steve, you know, before I moved out. So he was, like... You know, he did this other video called Fake Eye, which is like a shop, was a shop here. He did a Fake Eye video, but it had like, like I had a full part, and like Aaron had a full part, and Pete. So it was like, this is a pretty sick video, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, not, at that point in time, like it wasn't put out or anything, but it was like pretty, pretty sweet, fun video. Was there a, was there a shop out in Madison? Yeah, so the the shop I skated for first was called um, California Connection. Nice. 
so yeah, that was just a shop that was like um, in town. You know, there's two shops in town, and one was like a skate shop, you know, more core skate, and the other one was kind of like sailboards and, you know, kind of got into snowboards and stuff, and that, you know, we just stayed with the core skate shop, and he was super cool. You could get a board and, like, instead of, like, paying for it, just, like, work there a little bit. Nice. You know, help clean up or put a board together or do little stuff, but kind of work off a board, so that was cool. Yeah. Did he any shredded? Pardon me? Did he skate as well? Um, no. <laughs> that was the core? Yeah. Not... What shop was that? Yeah. It was called California Connection. No shit, was it? He what? Didn't, he didn't really skate. He, I mean, he kind of skated before he had the shop, you yeah. know? But, um, I mean, I guess core in the sense that it had just, like, it was just a skate shop. Yeah, I guess I, I was just wondering if he skated, because... It, it, why would he even bother hooking skaters up and like giving them a chance to get boards and like, you know what I mean like a business usually they won't even do that type of stuff or I imagine yeah. like if you're if you have like all these different products you're trying to sell and it's like it's not like a skate a skate shop and a, it's definitely a distinct thing yeah. yeah I mean I guess that never it never really dawned on me you know like back then it, it never seemed like core and who skated it was just like you had a skate shop, you carried the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, this fine line of, like, you know, that shop's not core or, like, any of that. It was just, like, he was just cool and we just skated, you know? Yeah, that's sick. There was a shop, actually, back in the day that me and Westgate rode for, and it was a mom and a dad, and they just ran it out of, like, what now is, like, a, sanding, a tanning salon. <laughs> but then it was, like, right. a little strip mall. But, like, they opened up a skate shop for their kids. But they ran it like a skate shop, not like a, you know, it was a small business, but they they employed, like, the skaters around them and did cool stuff like that, like, yeah. that shit's so crucial. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, you know, if you, if, I've never been that dude, like, if you don't skate, you can't be a part of skateboarding, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's open for everybody, and, you know, like, you know, even, you know, if you look at video dudes, like... Well, them skate, you know, like, yeah. where are you going to draw the line, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's a matter of if you're passionate about something. Like, people that are passionate about shit, you know what yeah. I mean? So, people that film, people that paint, people that do art, like, all that stuff. Designers, there's so many different things. But it's funny, everyone's, like, it's so sick when someone skates. <laughs> when they can push. No, no, it's dope. And right now, nowadays, it's sick because so some... Could... Sorry? Oh, the yeah, FaceTime cut out a little bit. Nowadays, it's sick, too, because it seems like everyone's skating. Like, so many people that do different things, you know? Yeah. I guess we're talking about the... No, di- I mean, it's... I... Sorry. We're, we're talking about the difference between core and, like, like a core skate shop owned, like, a small business versus a uh, large business. That's what I was kind of talking about before. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see the mom and pop doing it for their kids, because I have two kids, and... Yeah. You know, if they were into something and, and you were down with it and wanted to, like, support it and all that, then, like, it makes perfect sense, you know? Yeah, they were going for it. It didn't work. But it was too much. It was, like, funny uh, because a skate shop is, like, labor, you know, and it's more than... you got to really be interested in skateboarding stuff if you're going to open up just a skate shop. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's a... Yeah, I mean, I had my shop for 10 years, and it's definitely, like, you know, it's a... 
interesting thing, you know, to, yeah. to kind of do. Um, I guess we'll get side. I, we'll go off right here because that's perfect segue into your skate shop. Like, how does that? How did that start? I know we're jumping around because like we kind of missed some California stuff, but that's I'd like to talk about the skate shop because my brother wanted to open one a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, we can bounce around. It's all good. Yeah, I dreamt of it. <laughs> no, like, um, so yeah, I mean, like when I moved back from California, you know, I was kind of like struggling on on something to do, and it was it was kind of crazy because I I've kind of always been into art and kind of was trying to get into graphic design. Nice. And I went and met you know this technical college. Went and met with the the teacher there and got all lined up in class. And then it was literally like a week before the class started, my, my appendix wanted out, you know? Fuck. So then I'm like, <clears throat> you know, like I literally like went skating that day, came home, and like I was just in the gnarliest pain, you know? So then went to the hospital and, you know, did the whole surgery, got it out and everything. And then, yeah, then the whole like school thing kind of fell apart because it was like I couldn't even go. Yeah. So then... You know, pretty much dropped out of school. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Just because it was, like, not even working, and then... A busted you know, appendix. Time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that time, like, when I, you know, was back, they just... There's skate shops, but none of them really, I felt, carried, like, what the skaters might want, or, like, what, you know, I wanted to, to push as a skate shop, you know? Yeah. But then, my, um old business partner got word of that so then he hit me up and was like you know let's do something sick so then yeah we kind of you know figured things out and you know we called it alumni kind of based off of you know madison's a college town and i thought it was kind of a sick name because like i kind of looked at myself being like an alumni of skateboarding you know i kind of went through the the whole course, you know, went through the, the college level, the pro level, and then came out, you know, so it was just kind of like, oh, like alumni, like that felt like me, you know? It's very fitting. So, so yeah, so we came up, when I came up with the name, he liked it, and then we just kind of jumped right in and and started doing it, so. Had you ever run a business before, prior to that? You know, not, not necessarily, you know, it. You know, back, you know, when, when I first turned pro, like, we had to do everything ourselves, you know, like, I had to negotiate my own contracts, kind of, and this and that, so it was like, you kind of were semi-school in a business sense, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was always kind of like a checks and balance kind of dude, like, you know, making sure I didn't spend more than I was bringing in and all that stuff, so like, you know, my biggest thing with doing the skate shop was that I knew so many of the dudes that, like own companies or work for companies that I didn't want to like let my past kind of intertwine with like the shop. Yeah. Like how I felt about certain companies or what they might've done to my friends or, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. So, so my partner did all the buying. Nice. Oh yeah. So then, you know, we, we, you know, opened the doors and kind of like, it was, it was an interesting ride, I guess, you know? I mean, I kind of go through it, you know, we started, and, like, from the get-go, you know, in Madison, it was like, okay, like, you're either going to be, like, a snowboard skate shop, you know, or you're going to, you got to figure out some kind of niche, so we were like, let's do shoes, you know? Yeah. 
we were like, let's kill it in the shoe game. So then we started, when we opened, we had, like, every brand of shoe, you know? Including, like, a Nike, which was, like, kind of when they just kind of started. It was, like, a year after they started. So then, you know, like... That probably helped, huh? Yeah, you know, it's a... Because it, uh, it sells outside of just skateboarding, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely had, like, the college kids going after it and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, and it's... But, quite... I mean, as you you probably know, that whole Nike thing is kind of like a gift and a curse, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, many people have, like, spoken out about it, and, I you know, Ed Salego, I don't know if you saw his um, little interview he did about, you know, his shop at MIA. Yeah, I've heard horror it's, stories for sure. Yeah, you know, and, and to like, be fair, not just Nike, there are other brands. I've heard yeah, bad yeah. stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. Politics but Nike aside, is the one who like really. <laughs> it's interesting looking back on how it all happened. Yeah. Because you know, like, you know, the, our rep was super cool. You know, and like, he kept saying, you know, like, oh, you know, like, you guys are exclusive. This and that. And like it makes you want to bring in more products. You're like, oh, we're slaying a good product. Like we can bring in a little bit more because nobody else is gonna have it. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, now let's see, Zoomies has it. Yeah. You know, so then you're like, crap. Like they still want you to bring in all those dollars, but it's like you can't really like. They've kind of cut it into it. Just keeps digging this hole, you know. Yeah. Which in turn. Once that hole starts digging, it's like you have less money to spend on other brands, you know? Yeah. It kind of soaks up that budget, and then it's just like they keep pouring shoes down your throat, and it's just like, you know, half of them you don't even want or can't even sell, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, it just kept like kind of like, you know, eating us and eating us and eating us, like just more money, more money, and then they kept, you know, then they went from zoomies to like you know selling online yeah you know which just kills it and they still want you to pull your numbers but you're like well all these people can get these shoes so many different places yeah yeah now it's everywhere their whole way to catch you was like quick strikes you know like well we'll get you some quick strikes to like help offset you picking up some of these other shoes you know so the quick strikes you know were the the limited edition ones yeah and we would, you know, sling those for like, you know, three or four times what they were worth. You know, just because people would line up and buy them, and it was just crazy, you know. Yeah, and you gotta pick up the money because you're in a. It makes it tough in a relationship like that when you have like, when you start like that, and then they blow it out, and then it's like, now where do we go? There should it seems like there should be a, a safety net, a resolution in that because you wouldn't wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to hurt the the shops that got you into skateboarding. You know, like skateboard shops started. They, they they build a community, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's where it really gets weird because, like, you know, I know some people that ride for Nike and I'm not trying to diss, you know, diss anybody, but, like, the way they're running their business is from a corporate standpoint. And it's like they literally, they'll send you to collections. They send us to collections. And it's like, you know, they, they just, they would eat you alive, you know? Yeah. Go to the next shop because it don't matter, you know. Like, yeah, that's the feeling I got. And as like my business partner and I started kind of like, you know, veering away at the end because it was just like, 
more Nike, more debt. But the only way to pay off your debt was to get more Nikes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sorry to laugh. It's, like, it's, it's such a like it's, it's like a, a trap, like <laughs> dope fiend. You know, so it's but like you know, also in respect to Nike, like the kids were coming in and that's what they wanted. And they do make like a you lot. Know, like, they they do have they do like do a like lot. When we first did our shoe wall, like we had tons of brands, you know. Yeah. Are we good? Yep. Yeah, I mean, and and you know what's tough too is like Nike does hook up, like they have the money to buy all these amazing, not to buy them, but to employ and give these people opportunity in, in skating. Like they have a skate program, they have the SB and all that stuff, so they contribute to the culture. But it's just kind of it's kind of tough on the core shops that have built the culture. You know, that's the struggle that I'm like, the, that's the debate, the heart of the debates, right there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I was saying, looking back on it and seeing how things happen is, like, the way they went about it was pretty interesting. Like, they would, you know, sponsor kids, and, like, there was, like, three kids on our shop that were sponsored by Nike. Yeah. They'd send them, like, three or four pairs of shoes, and then, you know, the kids see them wearing the Nike, so they want them, but then those kids would also give a pair to a homie or like sell a pair so then you get one box going out with three pairs or four pairs of shoes and it's like your skater's wearing it he's giving it to somebody else and then maybe selling somebody else so like you end up with like three or four people rocking nike out of one box you know yeah crazy and it's like they just kind of flooded the, the market with it you know yeah tough man <laughs> But, I mean, you know, like, you got to respect it. I mean, it's a hustle, you know. Like, they they came into it and, like, kind of took it over, you know. Well, they have a system. Like, it's, they, it's, they have, like, a system. They've they've gone through, like, um, almost every genre of sports, and they have a history and a legacy, and, like, they built a system that, like, apparently works, you know. But yeah, it's kind no, of, I mean, sounds like it's, it's a little just, ruthless. <laughs> yeah, it's very ruthless. <laughs> but it, it depends on which which side you're on, I guess, you know, being a shop owner, like, you start to see things kind of, like, add up or not add up, but it's just, like, you know, I remember telling my partner, I was like, dude, we gotta chill out on the Nikes, and he's just, like, you know, basically, like, you know, we gotta keep them to, like, pay off our bills. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, like, people weren't coming in and buying, you know, your, you know, Americas or whatever, you know, like, they weren't coming in and, like, buying them. They wanted the other shoes, so it was kind of hard to, like, figure your way out, you know? How do you, how do you, and how, then, how does that end yeah. up with Nike? Do you guys, what happened there? Well, me and my partner split, so I, I sold my half of the shop. Okay. Because, <clears throat> you know, for me, I worked on the Madison Skate Park for, like, ten years. Nice. So we finally got that built a couple of years ago, and we relocated the shop right next to the skate park, because I was like, you know, I'm, I think from hearing what you've said in the past, you know, you're about the kids and doing lessons. And Hell like yeah. Promoting, like, a positive side of skateboarding, you know, which I was all about. And it turned out that my business partner thought it was, like, a terrible idea. Oh, man, that's definitely and not a bad he idea. Just kinda, he just kind of flipped. You know, put me in this weird predicament where, like, I'm at home with the kids. I'm a stay-home dad. Yeah. So, like, 
you know, I respect him. He was in the shop dealing with everything, but I wasn't making any money because I wasn't working. It was just kind of like, I'll stay home with the kids and you just keep the shop going. Yeah. And then, you know, as the park got built and I was like working with the city on doing like skate camps and all that stuff, he just, he literally texted me out of nowhere and was just like, you want to sell your half of the shop? Oh man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 10 years we were in business and he just texted me like this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, that's rough. That's I had rough. to like triple take my phone and I was just like, what in the, what, what in the hell? You know, like, <laughs> I've had those moments. At first I was like, get some balls and like say it to my face or something. You know? like, <laughs> For real. He texted me and I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> but you know, so he did and then, you know, we went back and forth and he was just like, he just kept saying, you know, it's a bad look for the shop. It's a bad look for the shop. Like, Wait, working at doing skate camps and, like, building a skate park and, like, being part of that shit is what he's saying? It's a bad look? Yeah. That's physically, the physical act of, like, coming together and skateboarding? Yes, <laughs> I mean, yeah, trust me. We butted, I, we, <laughs> trust me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we butt heads on it over and over and over. And, like, he's just, he's just very hard-headed. Yeah. You know, and, like... He doesn't skate anymore. He's just like a critic, you know. He like judges everything, and I'm just like, you're not even out there like skating with the kids, you know? Like, yeah, you can call it you if, can call it lame if you're out there next to him. You can try it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. And so that was just a big breaking point with me, you know. And then he wanted to get me out, and you know, finally we just kind of worked it out. And you know, the more I like researched, you know, our, our splitting up and debt and assets and all that stuff like we were in the hole with nike like crazy yeah gnarly gnarly i mean like tens of thousands of dollars you know yeah ridiculous and i was just like i saw this sinking ship i'm just like i gotta get off this you know like if you want to buy me out let's do it i'm gone like nice you know so so yeah you know i did that now you know it's kind of weird because i see you know kids still rocking alumni stuff and you know i don't know for the most it kind of makes me laugh because it's like that whole premise was kind of based on me yeah the alumni you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) so like i kind of laugh like when i see the dudes wearing them but they're all cool you know it's it is what it is you know like yeah um, it's tough the funny side of it is like one of our employees um so we had two employees and one was more on my side he was like a super good skater and like was all hyped on doing skate camps and the other dude barely skates and like he was more with my my business partner he's just like you know yeah kind of like no opinion basically like you know almost like a robot like i'll go with this guy you know yeah so so pretty much yeah which was funny because then i right before we we um, parted ways my business partner fired my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, without even telling me. And then, you know, fast forward, like, a couple months later, we walked into this other shop in Madison called Freedom. And I was talking to the owner, and he was just kind of, like, asking me what went on with my shop. And I was filling him in. And then, um, you know, he just got real quiet. He's like, oh, he's like, I'm thinking of closing the doors. He's like, I got to do something different. So then my friend Jeff was like, you know, let's talk. So now my friend Jeff bought Freedom. Really? So he's got it lined up now. So he's like 
ripping and like he's got it all planned out with the city to do skate camps and all the shit so yes. he's doing you know the right stuff you know like he's gonna create a new generation of dudes and girls or whatever that want to like skate and want to support what he's doing you know yeah someone's got to build it someone with the fire's got to build it and carry it over so people can contribute and be a part of it that's awesome yeah yeah no so he's, he's hyped and you know it's It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, will you, you skate know, for so. a shop? <laughs> oh, yeah, I already do. Nice, all right, sick. <laughs> I rep it. He's my homie, dude. He kills it, you know? What, um, so, what were you doing with the city to get the park? Were you just, like, did you help with the design aspects, or did you do the... So we, we, we went through the whole process of getting land, raising the money, you know, like, turbulence with, um, you know, our political um, governor. And we went through a whole, like, recall and all that stuff. And, Jesus. Like, so we had, like, you know, there was, like, periods where we were making good progress and then it would be slow for a year or two and then move fast and then slow down again. So the whole thing took about 10 years to get, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, I mean, we did the fundraising um, our group, you know, worked relentlessly and got money from the county and the city and Tony nice. Hawk Foundation and, you know, a co-op store here in town and nice. really, like, worked it and hustled. And I think, you know, eventually we got over a million dollars raised, which is, like, in a pretty quick time, like, once we started really doing it, you know, it was like, boom, boom, boom. So, wow. Yeah, two of the dudes just really, like, worked hard and just... Did a great job, you know. What'd you guys end up with? Is it, is it a pretty? Is it an awesome skate park? Yeah, I mean it's a plaza with like kind of like a flow bowl and then like a full on we call it the eggplant bowl. Sick. Because kind of like it's so the co-op paid for the bowl, so their logo is like an eggplant. Oh, perfect. They so made kind of like an eggplant-ish kind of bowl. So like, sounds fun to skate, like the shape. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's straight. Um. No, the park's sick, you know, like, it's got a little bit of everything, you know, different size ledges and mani pads and, you know, hips and rails and, um, Canton Russell actually designed it. Yes, Canton helped so, us, Canton, Canton and Stantec helped us out here in Boston. They got our park built as well. Yeah, yeah. Shit is so sick. Yeah, yeah, that- it's sick because, like, you know, me and Canton travel all the world together so he'd come and you know crash at my house have a good time and work on the park and all that stuff so it was it was a good time man damn that's so sick yeah that's awesome i didn't even remember you guys i didn't even think that you guys were skating together on osiris did you get to travel the world with osiris yeah i mean you know like the hot spots always come and go and skateboarding you know like when we were doing it europe was like pretty much a hot spot you know yeah and, like, you know, we did several trips to Japan and Canada and all that stuff. But, you know, nowadays it's even, like, I mean, dude, people go all over the world, you know. <laughs> like, it's just grown so much, you know. Like, what, China and, you know, like. Were you uh, were you guys doing demo trips or were they, like, street skating? Um, I mean, you know, like, we did some pretty gnarly Osiris tours. So the whole Osiris thing was like really grassroots, you know. I think somebody else you interviewed kind of talked about like, you know, the the first tour we did was 
like 16 passenger vans. We had two of them. And then we had U-Hauls with like all the ramps like shoved in them, you know? Yes, yes. So yes. this was like literally like, we'd go anywhere. Like we'd set up the ramps, skate them, drive to the next spot, try to crash, <laughs> set them up, skate them. It was just like... I mean, it was gnarly, you know? You guys did the I mean, work, though. That's the work to get it done. <laughs> but that's what's funny, because that was, like, that was, like, the beginning, you know? And, like, just just hustled and hustled and, like, promoted it and all that stuff. And, like, yeah, and eventually it just kind of caught on, you know? I feel like the skaters, the, the fire, the skating of the people on the team and the personalities and all that stuff, it, like, really... Because you guys did all the demos and made it feel like a... A live action thing, you know? Like, I don't know. You guys definitely yeah, helped kinda, do that. It's kind of circus-ish, but, like, <laughs> at the same time, like, it was, was kind of fun, you know? Yeah. It was just an adventure, you know? Every tour has its, like, ups and downs, but, like, you know, at that point, so, like, Osiris first started with, it was me, Tyrone, Gershon Mosley, and Adam McNabb. Heavy. Like, that was the OG first team, you know? Yeah, gnarly. And then, obviously, it obviously evolved from there, but... It got even heavier. That's what happened. <laughs> well, that's where it gets into the whole story. So, fast forward, like I was telling you, my friend Brian Reed. So, you know, I was still skating. I skated for Etnies and then America. Nice. And then, um, I was... I kind of quit America... I was in this, like, shoe flux, because, like, I filmed the part for Etnies High Five, and then I filmed the part for the um, America Yellow video. Yes, sick. But then, like, there's just no money, you know? Like, I would travel around and see shops with all these shoes, and I'm just like, this doesn't add up, you know? You're like, nobody on the team was, like, making money. Yeah. I mean, this is the whole reason I think, like, DC started... And then, like, Osiris started, and then it was, like, DVS and Castell, and, you know, like, there's just, like, a whole, you know, just flush of, like, new shoe companies. Yeah. Then I think people started realizing, like, damn, like, there's a lot of money in shoes, you know? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, cause, yeah. Cause, you know, I remember, like, going to Don Brown, and I was like... You know, I, it was like it was like a trade show or something. I was like, you know, can I get twenty bucks or something? Like, I just want to get some food. And like, I've ever met Dom. He's just kind of goofy and like, <laughs> you know, just kind of like almost talked me out of the twenty dollars. You know? <laughs> and like, you know, I was just kind of like, dang, you know, like, you know, product's cool, but that's just advertisement, you know? Yeah. So then, yeah, it's kind of the whole the whole way Osiris started with Brian was work. I introduced him. You know, back in the day, to all these the people of evil. Yeah. And you know, a couple of years later, when I had quit um, America, they were starting um, evil shoes. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember Brian? I remember Brian came to me. He's like, he's like, dude, right for evil shoes? I was like, hell no! I was like, I already quit evil skateboard. <laughs> I'm not going back. <laughs> like, you know. So then, so literally, like. Okay, and then everybody wanted to scrap evil shoes and come up. That's when we came up with Osiris and the logo and everything. Perfect, perfect. And you know, then people were more down. You know. Yeah, they got fuck. They got really down too. <laughs> people love those yeah. things, man. The fucking D three. <laughs> well, the the catch was that. So fast forward, maybe like a year or two, something like that. Like Brian called me, 
and was just like, dude, you're not even fucking believe it. And I'm just like, what? You know, like, tell me. So he said, he went in and trademarked the Osiris logo and the Osiris shoe's name. Wow. But nobody had trademarked it. Wow, that's crazy. So people had spent, you know, millions of dollars starting a shoe company and all this stuff and nobody trademarked it. That's insane. So Brian pretty much walked in and was like, well, you know, either you guys start a whole new shoe company or I'm part owner. Fair enough, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then that's what really, like, that's what catapulted, like, everybody being down, you know? Yeah. Brian was like a skater dude, you know? Yeah, they, he's like, he's on. So, like, <laughs> once that happened, I felt it was like, yeah, you know, like, we had somebody on our side. Like, T-Mag is, you know, he's a skater, but he's also shady and just... You know, just shady. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, most people in the skateboard industry kind of know that. Um, but, like, yeah, you know, once Brian was there and, like, he was doing, like, the shoe design and it was easier for, like, you know, people to reach out and, like, you know, get Smolik on and get Jerry Sue on. Sick, and, like, sick. All the people just started, like, coming, you know? Because, yeah. like, you know, it was growing, there was money, and I was just like, come and join it, you know? And that's kind of how it all started kind of going, you know, going the right direction. Yeah. And, you know, like, going to the D3 and all that stuff, I'm sure, you know, like, that's a whole other... Well, let's let's get to it because let's just go to the D3. First, I, let me say, <laughs> let me say first that I liked it. And I'm on tape, I'm recording this. Um, I had pears and I was hyped on it when I was, which, <laughs> but then I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know what was good and what was bad. And I still don't, I think. And then second, and second, um, did you really, did you design it? Was, you, <laughs> was your so, thing? <laughs> so yes. Nice. So it's funny cause like, there's so many different stories behind it and all shit and like, it was just, like, a couple of years ago, like, Mark was coming from, like, Minneapolis to Chicago or something and hit me up. He's like, oh, let's, you know, we'll take you out for dinner. So it was, like, it was like Mark, I think, Rick Howard, Guy Mariano, and Mike Moe. Heavy. So we all go out to eat, and they're just, like, drilling me with D3 questions. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the firing line. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what the hell? And, you know, like. I don't know if it was Guy or Rick or somebody was just like, you know, is it true that you just walked into a meeting late and that was like the last shoe that was left and you just like got stuck with it? And I, was, <laughs> I was like, no, dude. Like, I honestly came up with the design and the concept for it. And the whole way I did it was like, so prior to that we did like design by shoes. So you kind of like help design and like, for me, like I never felt like I had necessarily deserve like a pro shoe yeah you know at that point like there's a couple people had pro shoes you know it wasn't like nah you know like so many people have pro shoes it's hard to even like tell who doesn't you know yeah but like at that point i was like i remember like they wanted me to have a pro shoe and i was like so i designed two shoes prior to that that i was just like you know we'll just call it design by i don't want it to be you know because it just put you on that level you know yeah and so then for, that's where it gets the, the D is for Dave. Nice. And the three is for, is my third shoe design. Nice, crushing it. Is the D3. Dope. You know, so like, 
but the whole way I came up with it was I'd been on some like gnarly tour, like a month long tour. And I remember I came back and like chucked my board, you know, how, you know how it is when you come home, you're just like so tired. Of it all, and I was just like, then I went to the mall and I was like at a, it's like sports authority. I don't even know if I have those anymore, but it's like a, a sporting store, you know? Yeah. Like a family <laughs> was, footwear for sports. Yeah, you know, and I was just scoping out shoes, and I seen this hiking boot that had, like, these lace loops in it. Nice. Just at the top, it was just one loop, and I was, like, sitting there tripping out, and I was, like, man, I'd be sick if you somehow, like, made it, like, come down the side, and, like, but made it kind of, like, cool looking, you know? Yeah. And that was another thing, like, you know, going on tour, like, every shoe wall kind of looked the same. Yeah. You know, all the shoes, just none of them just, like, jumped out at you, and I was, like... This is my chance. I was like, I'm going to make something freaking bonkers. Like, <laughs> nice. people, people either love it or hate it, you know? Fuck yeah, go for it. If you're going to so do it. just like, yeah, you know? So I just, you know, I, originally I called Brian and, like, told him my idea. And he designed some shoe based off what I kind of told him. And it was totally wrong, you know? <laughs> he missed the whole, like, um, the whole idea. But they still went with that shoe anyway and sold that shoe. Nice. <laughs> you know? So, like... So then, so then I actually got in there with him and kind of showed him what I was talking about. And so technically, it was the D four. Then it was the D four. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was a phone. Yeah, I mean, that was a phone call. But yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, man, you know, came up with the design and you know, like love it or hate it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a it was an insane ride to be on because like. I went from, you know, the first trade show they took it to, everybody was like, oh, man, that shoe sucks. It's lame, you know, this and that. Were you like, what were you like then? Were you just like, fuck, man? <laughs> what was you your what? move? Honestly, like, we were just skating so much, you know? Like, we were just skating and skating. Like, it just didn't even, you know? It didn't even, like, I don't even know if anybody told me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at that time, it was like... But then, you know, fast forward six months later to the next trade show, and, like, I had shop owners, like, pulling me aside, like, can you get me more pairs? Like, they say they're sold out. What? And I want some. And it just, like, turned, like, this crazy, crazy, you know, like, thing where everybody wanted that shoe. That's sick. I mean, you could go to any small little hick town and, like, Somebody be rocking D3s. Dude, they're everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, insane. So, like, I literally, I only wore them maybe for, like, seven months or something. And then it was just too nuts. Like, I was like, I don't want to be the dude who thinks thinks I'm that dude wearing the shoes, you know? You bailed out? (laughs) Somewhat, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um... Financially, I know people probably think you made a bazillion dollars, but did you make enough that it helped your life out? Oh, no, I mean, I definitely, I mean, so many topics to, like, to hit on this one, because, you know, basically, you know, I made good money, you know, I'm very thankful for that, you know, it wasn't, they never paid me what I should have got paid. Fair enough. You know, which, like, basically, I think, like... In the small world we live in, you know, things, everything kind of happens for a reason. Now it's like they screwed a couple people over and now look at their company. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? They're struggling to even, like, stay alive. So, so to me, it's just like, you know, things happen and this is where you sit, you know? Yeah, there's, like, actions and reactions. I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, I was pissed, you know? I mean, basically, I had, I was writing for Enjoy at the time, you know, and, like, that was going pretty good, and then, we, you know, my shoe was still going good, and, um, this filmer, um, this guy Mark Nichols, hits me up, and he's like, dude, Osiris just put a press release out that you're off the team. You got kicked off without even, a, was yeah. it, you didn't even get a text message this time. <laughs> no, no text message. <laughs> you know, so it was like. Fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah, just like, like what, am, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> you know, but looking back at it, I think, like, it was making so much money that it just wanted me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, all those shady dudes that worked there, just, like, you know, they were pocketing money, and from what I heard, they were, like, in China, wherever, where the shoes were being made, they were saying, like, that the shoes would cost Osiris seven bucks, but in real life, it cost five, and they'd pocket two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they were, like playing off the company making money and my shoe was like the one that was making all the money so they were just like bankrolling off me yeah not good and like that was where T-Mag was like pocketing all this money and all this stuff you know and it's just like it's just shadiness you know yeah bad, bad business practice will get the results they'll get you know like the truth is in the results oh, you know man. yeah it's so hard to run a business. Like, to run a business and to grow a business is so hard that it has to be fair and people that build it have to have equal share, you know, or, like, have an investment in it, you know? Like, oh, yeah. It's so hard. So, like, you know, when shit like that happens, it happens. <laughs> it does happen. I mean, to me, like, the companies, and it's funny because now companies are trying to, like, show their skate history and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, S is putting out, like, the, the Sal 23s and all that stuff. And, like, Nike, you know, is, like, showing old pictures of Lance, like, wearing Nikes. And, you know, everybody's trying to show, like, this history. Like, we've been here, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's funny because, like, so just recently, this all just happened. So my, my friend Brian, I was talking to somebody and they're like, oh, you know, he just got, I haven't talked to him in, like, 10 years. Yeah. So, like, somebody told me he just um, was in this gnarly bicycling accident, you know, and, like, basically was, like, paralyzed or something. So I'm just like, man, I got to call him. Like, you know, we lived together for a year, and, you know, like, when I messed my ankle up, I slept in his kitchen. Like, we had a good history, you know? Yeah. So, like, called him up, and we're just rapping, and, you know, he's not paralyzed or anything, but he's, like, in daily pain. Yeah, you know, from something that happened, but it's funny because like just recently, I don't know if you know, but like he kept telling me like, you know, how can we write wrong and all this stuff like with Osiris, and I was just like, dude, I was like, I don't think you can, you know? Yeah. And he just kind of kept pushing it, and then like more and more people are like tagging me with D three shit on like Instagram and like. Oh, there's just like this, all this chatter coming about it, you know? Yeah. And then one of the dudes from Baker had like a D3 on his board. Yeah, I saw that. You know, like, and, and so like, uh, it just feels like it follows me, you know? Just, like, <laughs> so people are like, people are texting me like, congratulations, dude, and all stuff. I'm just like, 
for what? You know, like, <laughs> what the hell's going on? So eventually, like, you know, I'm talking to Brian. I'm like, dude, all these people fucking think I'm so associated with a shoe and I'm still making money that I'm not. Yeah. You know, so, like, finally I just say, like, okay, like, we can talk. Like, what's up? You Fair know? enough. So then there was talk of doing, like, a, a Sweet 16 D3 shoe release, you know? <laughs> would have been coming up and... And then, like, you know, recently, like, Smock is back on, and Tyrone's back on, like, Rip and Osiris, and they want to do this, like, Storm package. Nice! <laughs> you know? But, like, for me, they, they're still selling my shoes. They've sold my shoes since they kicked me off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, like, for me, like, it had to have, like, a value to it, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, people know I hate the company and all that shit, so it's, like... Okay, if we're gonna do this, it has to be worth it, you know. Yeah, fuck yeah. So finally, like they they hit me back with some numbers, and it was just like pennies. Oh shit! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I'm not doing that. You know, like fuck this, you know. Yeah. But it's funny because like when me and my my wife and we took the kids out to Cali and like I actually went there and met with them, and like you know sat in a room with T Mag and Brian, this other dude, like. You know, they were all in the, they all, like, part owners of Osiris, and, like, they're just so clueless. They're just like, you know, Dave, man, you know, like, where did you go? Like, what, what's up, dude? And it's just like, you guys, like, pretty much kicked me off the team. Yeah. And, you know, and they're just like, oh, man, like, you know, like, I don't remember it happening like that. I'm just like, well, that's how it happened, you know? And, like, you know, T-Mag's trying to say that, like, other writers were coming to him saying like Dave's making too much money and we want more money and all this stuff so he was claiming he was like taking my money and giving it to other other people you know and all this shit I'm just like this is just the the worst business ever yeah this is <laughs> very bad <laughs> you know like it's just yeah so long story short as you can see I'm not I'm down with the S hell yeah you know like that's that's kind of what I'm repping right now in my shoe department. Nice, that's sick. But like, yeah, it was it was quite a, a weird little unexpected scenario, you know? Yeah, crazy, man, crazy. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole D3 thing, you know, it's just, it's, it's just freaking crazy. It's a legacy, it's like a, it's like a... It's like a story, you know? It's like a famous skate story. It's like a legendary story, the D3, dude. <laughs> it is. It is, because, like, even kids, like, these days know about it, you know? Yeah, it's on board. It's like, Someone put it on it, a board, dude. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> put a shoe but, on a board. <laughs> you know how funny it is, is that, you know, I... We sat down and designed that shoe, I think, in 97. So, literally, like, it's, what, 20 years old? Yeah, crazy. The original D3. So I know that you you design shoes or have your name on a shoe, you know? So it's like, you know, what if that shoe... Carries that far. spent that, like, one or two days designing, turned into this, like, crazy huge phenomenon, you know? Like, it wasn't expected. We just were, like, making a shoe, and it just, like... The downside of it was that people started treating me differently, you know? How so? Well, just like, I mean, I feel like you respect my skating. Hell yeah, dude. Where other people, like, would go to the shoe before my skating. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
talk about oh, like that's a dude who designed three D three and not like that's a dude that did like some good skate shit, you know? Yeah, like try to turn it into a joke was, instead of like, hey, yeah, that, I know him because he like, skates, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that that aspect kind of bummed me out because first and foremost, like, you know, I'm very passionate about skateboarding. Yeah, and I wanted, you know, once I had that platform, I wanted my skate shit to like be what spoke for me, and you know, what I mean, like. I don't know to say like legacy, but just like that was Mayu, you know, like he did this, this, and that, you know. Yeah, it's your life efforts like, applied. Like you, you don't, you don't like in skating. Like everything I've ever gotten from skating, I've had to work so hard for. Like nothing, like to get as far as you have in skating, you have to work incredibly hard and do jump through hoops and get lucky as fuck. Like, <laughs> you oh, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. You know? So to me, that's why legacy. It's like a strong word, but like if it's you know, it's your life effort applied to something you, that you love and and cherish and hung on to. Especially something like a skateboard. That's like people made just being an adult skateboarding used to be a weird thing to people. <laughs> yeah, I'm 34. So, like, I, I still skateboard. Let's do it. <laughs> I always get more hyped when like I meet people and they'll be like, "Oh, your part in this was sick," or you know what I mean, like. You did that trick, or you were the first one to do that, or you know, like I get more hyped off that than like, you know, that's the dude that designed the G three, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's always hit or miss when I meet people, you know, like, <laughs> what are they gonna like know about me, or like, you know, like, <laughs> they're gonna be, gonna go down, they're gonna know? come up and be pissed at you because they just hate the D three so much. They're like, they're just very passionate sneakerhead and they want to fight you. And you're like, what the fuck. <laughs> I've seen pretty message much. boards. Message board shit is pretty ruthless. I bet the D three message board stuff. Is there any like uh on YouTube or anything? Have you looked at the comments for your shoes? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like I know, like Osiris is like you know, is when this whole thing was going down, I started following him, like Instagram. And they would like post D three stuff and like. It was like 50-50, you know, a lot of people are hyped, a lot of people are like, what the fuck is that, it's the wackest shoe ever, you know, and it's just like, for me, the the funny thing is, is like, I actually did design the shoe, so like, it's hard not to take it like a little bit personal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's not bad to be polarizing, you're polarizing. No, no, you know, but yeah. I can't change something that happened 20 years ago, you know, like, it, it is what it is, like, I can't do anything about it, but like... No, I mean, it's, it's, it's comedy, you know? Everybody's the critic on social media, so... At least, some, at least they feel some way. That's, like, the best part. When someone feels some way, that's, that's awesome. Feel something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big question. Nice. Big question now, Dave. If you, yeah. did, if, you have, if you get another chance, if it happens, what are you, you going to go that same route for the D5? <laughs> Would you just... Now, I'm, a, I'm officially pretty much done with well i don't know maybe <laughs> i guess i mean are you, are you saying in terms with osiris like i'm done with him no like if the opportunity presented if the opportunity if the opportunity presented itself where someone was like hey here's some money it's a fair amount for your input and design and a legit business would you what would you do what would your route be like uh would you do the same thing you did for the d3 or would you sit down and like what would you do <laughs> I mean, if somebody came at me with money and said, like, like, design a shoe? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? 
I mean, maybe that would. Would you, know? you do the same? Would you flip a coin? Like, because it seemed like you went in, you saw something, you drew it all down. Would you the same thing again? Or would you go for reminiscing of the D3? Would it be similar? Well, I feel like the only way to, like, make something that's going to stand out is just taking a risk, you know? Yeah. Like, if you design a shoe that, like, you know, looks like everything else, then the odds are it's not going to be, like, this crazy... I mean, look at, like, a, a lot of people compare my shoe to, like, a Stefan Janowski, you know? Like, it was... It wasn't a shoe that Nike typically makes, you know? Yeah. And they, they made that and it just blew up, you know? Yeah. So, like, like <clears throat> you know, it's, I don't know. I think it's just, like, you've got to get really lucky, you know, <laughs> like, in terms of, like, how it all, all works. Like, Sick. You know? I, I think it's... You don't even know, dude. I think it's awesome that you designed the D3, man. It's awesome. And I actually... Yeah, I mean, and whatever you did and when I was a kid, like, I liked the shoe, dude. I, I don't know if I liked it because you're skating or because I really liked the shoe. I was too young to really realize. I don't even remember if I was just that high. But I've always defended the D3 to this day. Whenever someone says something, I'll throw, like, I had them. I liked them. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. It's awesome. The thing is, is, like, when people, you know, talk shit, they're kind of comparing it to today's shoes, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's not a today's shoe. It was a shoe designed 20 years ago, like, where every single shoe was big and puffy. I had some Castells. You know, like, if you try to compare it to, to what? I had some Castells, too, that were, like, big, puffy, like, that, that same yeah, I mean, shit. That's yeah, that's how every single shoe was, you know? Like, so to compare it and, like, say it's whack, it's just, like, it's comedy because, you know, you're comparing to something nowadays where there's, like, 20 more years of techno- technological advancement in like shoes like of course it's gonna be kind of like goofy yeah you know not to me bro i'm putting them back on i hope they don't i hope they don't sell anymore (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) um all right hold on real quick i need to find my pen real quick do you have a tyrone olsen story something you can share that's (laughs) yeah just any crazy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man, I don't even know where where to begin with Tyrone's story, man. Has he has he always I been mean, like full of energy and just to do that will talk to anybody? Like I'm trying to like I I've only seen him from an outside perspective and he's always seems full of energy and a little reckless and like at times and then other times super nice respectful, like I don't I don't know him in, like that well, but he seems like a larger than life type of dude, you know? It's Tyrone Olsen yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I remember one time, so, like, Osiris was just kind of, like, starting off. It was kind of a funny story, but, like, you know, like, we were just starting to kind of, like, make some, you know, decent money. Nice. You know? And, you know, I remember, like, going to his house, or his apartment or whatever, and, like, telling him, like, dude, you're making more money, like, you gotta pay taxes on this shit, it's unearned income, it's all royalties, like you got to save some money, you know, and he was just saying, you know, like, what's going to happen, like, if I don't, and I was just like, people will come and take your car, <laughs> yep. and people will come, and he's just like, I think he pulled out a gun, and was just like, you know, nobody's taking my shit, oh my god, you know, I was just kind of like, like, dude, like, you'll just go to jail, then to prison, I was like, dude, tough breaks, you know, like, because he would, he would take the crew out, like, he would, 
he'd go to like the steakhouse with like 15 dudes and everybody eat and like he'd pick up the tab you know yeah yeah heavy <laughs> which which in hindsight is like you know if you're making you know a million dollars a month like yeah you can afford to do that but when you're like you know barely like making it by that and on top of that you gotta pay all these taxes like yeah it's not the smartest thing you know yeah definitely not. you could live that way it's not fully sustainable unless you're like rock star rock star unless you're like uh yeah, yeah britney spears yeah I mean, if you're like a, making you know a good 10 20 million a year or something you can like take your homies out and like have a good night you know live on tour <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not really a gun though where you you say it casually people having guns <laughs> I mean I don't know dude <laughs> is what it is I don't, I don't have a gun <laughs> you know like nice it is what it is I don't sometimes it's better not to ask questions yeah fair enough fair enough yeah. um, alright let me check these off I want to make sure I covered everything nice how much are you skating nowadays? Well, it's winter right now, so, like, typically during winter, I gotta drive, like, an hour to Milwaukee to, like, go to an indoor skate park, because Madison doesn't have one. What's the Milwaukee one? Uh, Cream City. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, no, it's a pretty sick place. Yeah. Um, so, like, I gotta drive, you know, an hour to get there to skate, but it's kind of hard, you know, my wife works long hard hours and the kids and everything so it's like i gotta line up the stars to like get out and go skate you know yeah how much do you guys get hammered with snow this year um we have but then it's been warm at the same point you know yeah same here rainy and warm and then it'll get some snow and then it's like a week of like sub-zero temperatures you know like negatives and then it's like four i think tomorrow is supposed to be almost 40 yeah you know, so... Same here. Same shit. It's kind of... Kind of wild. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't... Well, got... I mean, you guys get what we, you know, kind of... Kind of heads your way, you know? Yeah. We had one snowstorm so far that I had to shovel, like, two, three times throughout the day or whatever just to keep up uh-huh. with it. Not to get buried at the front of the driveway like I had to go down there. But I had help this year, or so far. My brother's been staying with me and my other buddy, Jeff, and they were helping me out. It's so much easier when you got help. For <laughs> real. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's that's for sure. My neighbor's got a snowblower, and sometimes when he's out, he'll come over and snowblow it. The beginning of ours for us, because where the plow pushes, and that helps a lot. That's that's sick. That's cool. You said you had how many kids? You have two. Two. So I got a little boy who just turned five yesterday. Nice. And then um, a little girl. She's two and a half. Oh, you got a boy and a girl. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Did you ever think you did you ever plan to be a father or did you ever think you'd be a father? Yeah, I definitely kind of wanted to, you know. Whoa, sick. I think, you know, like Yeah, I don't know. I always wanted to. <laughs> so then, you know, me and my wife got together and then <laughs> you know, a couple of years, a couple of years later. I know what like, happens. <laughs> just like fast forward, you're just like, damn, like you lay down at night, you're like, we got two freaking kids, like it's just wild, dude. Like, no, they're just, they're still at that hard stage, you know. Like she'll like spaz out and cry, and you're just like, like all tonight. Like she got a bath and just like cried and cried and cried, and just like just headache, you know. It's just like oh my god. There's nothing you can do but ride it out. You just ride it out. Yeah, you know. 
but it's pretty sweet, man. I, I consider myself pretty lucky because, you know, a lot of dads don't, you know, get the opportunity to spend much time with their kids. Yeah. You know, typically. So, like, <clears throat> I feel, you know, doing the whole pro skating thing and then now doing the stay-at-home dad thing, it's just, like, two things that not many people get to live, you know? Yeah, it sounds sick. So, like, it's, it's definitely a challenge and all, but, like, it's... It's fun, you know? Yeah. That's... And we, we definitely have that, an awesome bond. You know, so it's it's kind of like being a kid all over again. My little boy is, like, super into Legos. So Sick. Like, he just builds Legos, and he's always like, you know, Daddy, build a, you know, a plow, or Daddy, build this. So it's like, we're just sitting there playing Legos, you know? It's like, Does... shit I did when I was little, you know? So it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you, uh... Do you guys ever do the Minecraft video games? He, so he literally just the other day, like, started building this thing. So he started doing Legos, the little Legos. He'd follow instructions when he was, like, two and a half. Nice. Like, he's, like, that calm and, like, well-mannered that he would, like, flip the pages, find the pieces, put them on, all that shit. Like, Crushing. I don't know if you're too familiar with kids, but, like, most two-and-a-half-year-olds don't do that, let alone, like, a five-year-old, you know? Yeah. So, like, um... The other day, he was he was building something, and I was just like, oh, you know what he's building? He's like, Minecraft. <laughs> I was just like, how the hell is he not Minecraft? He's like, YouTube. Ah, sick. You know, like, he, he sits there and watches, like, YouTube Lego videos, you know? Sick. So, like, he saw some, <laughs> saw some Minecraft things, and then he was building Minecraft Legos. I was like, Dude, I'll... I guess we're guess we're changing <laughs> yeah it's intense i've been every little kid i see that's on their phone i ask them what they're doing because at the skate park and like some of my uh cousins have kids and i will go over there and i just ask them about minecraft the whole time and it always i, I don't lo- even know what the hell minecraft is dude just they like, no just ask the kids just ask them because they'll tell you they're like building little worlds they're actually like two of them were playing next to each other and they're communicating like they're they were building a world together. Like, it was crazy terminology. I love to listen to it. You gotta ask yeah, him. Huh. It's crazy. I'll try to figure it out. Yeah, I got a cousin that's into it, so I'll <laughs> ask him. <laughs> Kids are into it, man. They're learning how to create with, like, um, just create worlds in, like, virtual reality. It's trippy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's kind of like what we were all trying to, like, we were all kind of capturing something, like, we're filming with high 8 tape, or fucking VHS and all that stuff, capturing, like, memories and moments and, like, editing and filming it's weird that skaters are into that like and it's very free i love that we skate it's so sick <laughs> yeah how long have you been, no, sk- been how long i've been skating for you know if you set aside like the butt skating year probably like 30 31 years holy shit damn <laughs> and more than most because you've been you were sponsored and getting paid to skateboard for a lot of years huh yeah, yeah. no yeah. i rode the whole way like you know that's what was kind of fun because like me and Mark have always been tight because I, you know, when I was riding for Evil. Um, I had a friend who knew Mark. He was a filmer. Yeah. Knew Mark and was just like, you know, he came to me. He's like, Dave, he's like, you got to go skate with this dude, Mark. And I was just like, you know, that, you know, like, when you're skating good, I was like, yeah, Mark, like, that's cool, you know, like, it's awesome to be rips. Like, we'll go skate, you know. So then we go skate and he's like pulling out his hair, like stressing <laughs> on some trick. And I was just like, this dude's crazy, you know? <laughs> but then, you know, like, we ended up getting along really good, and then that's when I switched over to Maple, because nice. he was riding for Maple. So, yeah, and then, 
you know, you can kind of fast forward my pro career through his career. Like, yeah, you know, he went to he went to a team right off the get go, and I remember he asked me, and I told him no. Yeah, why? But, you know, like well, I was down with all the Maple dudes. You know, I thought we had a good thing kind of going, and you know, like it's all it's all interesting. Not to go back into the skate stuff or whatever. No, but like, please. It's all please. interesting, like how certain moments in your time, like, come back, you know, some good or bad. Like, so when I was first out in San Diego, I went to the World Park a couple times with uh, Marcel Johnson, who was skating for World. So, like, I went to the World Park, and I, that was the night I did, like, you know, fake yali, switch 5 switch flip out, and, like, Not really. nollie, backspin 80s, you know, switch nose grind, fakey. Like, I did all the stuff that, like, you know, basically nobody had done. Yeah. And then, like, Socrates, I don't know who Socrates is, but he was, like, the world filmer back then. Ended up seeing it, and he showed Rodney. Wow. So they already kind of, like, knew who I was and all that stuff. So then the whole A-team thing kind of popped up. It was like, oh, Mayhew, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I told Mark no. I was like, you know, <laughs> I kind of stoked on this Maple thing. Like, I didn't, I never wanted to. I never started a company thinking I wanted to, like, leave it. Yeah. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, like it was yeah, why like, would oh, you? I'm going to skate from Maple to, like, go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, so, like, I was hyped on Maple and, like, <clears throat> um, yeah, so then eventually, like, you know, so, so when Mark left, I, like, I remember we had, like, a team meeting and I was like, we got to start doing this and that. And, like, I told him, I was straight with him, you know, I was like, Mark wanted me to go and I said no. You know, and, and, you know, like, if we don't start shipping and, like, doing stuff different, you know, shaping things differently, then, like, I'm going to dip, you know? Yeah. So then, you know, kind of gave it a year and it didn't, nothing really change and, you know, so then me and Marco, we stayed in contact and it just kind of happened, you know? Yeah. And then there was A-Team went on. Who was on, who was on the A-Team? It was Gershon Mosley, Rodney Mullen, Mark, you, who am I missing? So the original cast was, yeah, it was Mark, Rodney, Chet, and Gershon. Chet, Chet, yeah, Chet. Chet Thomas. Chet Thomas, sorry, thank you. So then, yeah, then I came on. And then I remember, like, we did some, like, fuck, dude, those tours were so gnarly. (laughs) Like, the shit that went down to those demos and, like, the just the level of skating was, like, super gnarly. Yeah, it seemed like you guys were building, like, a super super team at that time. That's as mean, a kid watching. Yeah, I mean, like, Rodney is just Rodney. Like, he just is crazy. And then, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Gershon skate. Fucking amazing. Like, Switch. Person, like, yeah, so gnarly. Dude, he was, like, he's just a beast. You know, Gershon was so gnarly, and Chet was gnarly, and obviously Mark was, and it was just like, it was just gnarly demos, you know? Yeah. And like, it was so surreal, because like, the Osiris demos were gnarly, but it was all like, hip-hopped out, and like, over the top, you know? Yeah. So then I'd go on like, 18 tour, and we'd be doing, you know, driving, listening to books on tape. <laughs> Sick. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it was just so different you know <laughs> and like you know we'd drive all night and get to a hotel and you know rodney would like play the team manager kind of role and he'd be up like checking us into the hotel doing like these gnarly like mathematical theorems and like 
just like you know nerding out it's like crazy and it was, it was just such a interesting time you know yeah it's wild but it was so you know mark talked about it i'd listen to his, you know your podcast podcast with him and he was just kind of like it got to the point where like nobody was feeling the eighteen stuff you know the rider wise like yeah we kept getting boxes and like i remember telling him and he would say it too it was just like i don't even get this just doesn't even like it's not what I'm about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, all these, like, conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, it just got really weird. And, like, that's kind of how Enjoy started, you know? Yeah. Because basically it was just like, you know, I don't want to wear this stuff. And, you know, he didn't want to wear it. And, you know, everybody else was kind of like, what the hell is this? And that's when, like, Chet went to Dark Star. And then we started Enjoy, you know? Yeah, that's sick. It needed art direction, so, huh? <laughs> pardon me? It needed, uh, A-Team a needed, like, a art direction, a different type of art direction, maybe. Yeah, it just, it just, it just, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird to me, it's like, and I was always skeptical in the beginning, it was just like, A-Team, it sounds so, like, you know. Is it a movie or show? We're, we're the best or something, you know? Yeah, it was a TV show. Oh, yeah, that's know? right. Like, yeah. Send the A-Team, you know? I was just like, like... <laughs> It just seemed the opposite of, like, the way I was and most people on the team, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, they should have been... I was, always, I was always more shy with my skating than, like, throwing it out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a really weird, weird time. <laughs> All right, I got... You I've know, spurned... So. I've got two questions. They might be off the top, but uh, one is, are you any good at contests? Yeah. So that's how I came up skating was contests. Yeah. I mean, you know, my generation, like, it was the Sponsor Me video, if you had a video camera, or it was, like, contests, you know? Yeah. So contests is kind of, like, how I came up. And you and you, then, you did well. You skated well in them? At one point, I did really well at contests. Like, nice. For some reason, I never had, like, any jitters, you know, that bad or anything, but, like, once you step it up to the pro level, I remember my first um, Tampa Pro contest. It was the first year they did it. I think it was like 95 or something. And like going up the quarter pipe and like it was like freaking like Mike Carroll and Costin are up there. You know what I mean? Like it's just like dudes that I was just like, Fuck. You know, everybody loves those dudes, you know? Like they just rip. And I was just like, this is just crazy, you know? So I remember I did my run and like <clears throat> I didn't end up placing and it was funny because I, I totally remember this Solomon a guy came over to me and was just like it's like dude like and it's funny because I didn't feel bummed at all like I felt like good and I was having fun and he was just like you know don't you know don't be bummed like you killed it man you're like you know like you're you're on just a different level because like I was doing more like trying more techie stuff I guess you know yeah like, I don't even know like it was just weird and um yeah, and then from that moment on, like, I just, contest just kind of took a, you know, it was always, like, I'd rather go film and, like, skate or go on tour, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like, I want to, like, go to a contest, but everybody had to go to contests. Yeah. But for me, the whole contests were, like, the day before, you know, the practice, and the dudes at 4 and one would be out there filming, and you'd get tricks, like, in the 4 and one contest section, so it almost 
the better than like placing in the contest. Yeah, because they were filming like yeah. they were creating like a vision of the contest, which is so yeah, that's the best. <laughs> that is the best. Yeah, you know exactly. So like, it was cooler to have those tricks rather than like place third of the contest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, like I'd rather have like two dope tricks like in the the four on one section versus like placing and getting a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, at the contest, you. you know. You did you ever get nervous? Were you ever nervous? I did. Once it was on that different level, I did get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> could, could I'd, you... always, I'd always try to make, like, my first trick easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to, like, okay, I landed something. <laughs> like, so then if I'd follow my first trick, I'd be like, fuck, like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> abort, abort. Can... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I just vanish? <laughs> no, I just got to the point where, like... And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but, like, I had a pretty bad ankle injury... I actually, so like right I when, read that. Right when I, right when I got on Maple, um, you know, I, I came back home and we were filming, um, and I was filming Aaron, and like, I, I was always good at like switch ollie and shit, so like I switch ollie this like seven stair handrail, and I like switch ollie this eight stair handrail, and then there's this eleven stair handrail, I was like, let's go, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Because I used to like to jump down shit. <laughs> but then like... I tried it a couple times, and just one time, I mean, this is like a long 11 stairs, so like I was going full speed, and I landed, instead of like, you know, turning your body and like actually like landing like in a running position, Yeah. I landed as if my board was kind of underneath me, Yeah. and I rolled my ankle so far that the bone hit the ground and split like my skin, Ooh. and basically I tore like the lend the ligaments and tendons and I didn't break anything. No, really. But like instantly I like reached down to my foot and I pulled my hand out and it's just blood. And I remember Aaron or someone or Pete or somebody like pushed my head back. Dude. You know, so like I couldn't see it and stuff and like <clears throat> but that pretty much like it I mean to this day it hurts, you know, like because it's funny, I can pick up on this. Like if I go back and watch my footage like, I went from, like, landing solid, like, two feet to, like, a tripod. Ooh. Ooh. So, like, I land, my left foot is, like, good, and then, like, especially if you latch, like, my troubleshooter's part or, like, whatever. Like, if you if you look at some of the stuff, like, I land with my right foot, like, on the ball of my foot. Yeah. Because my, if I squat, what happens is if I squat, my heel raises off the ground. Whoa, crazy. So, you know, jumping down stairs or, like, anything, like, you squat. So, like, I, I used to love jumping down shit. And then, like, once you, like, I could flip my board, land on it, but I just could never, like, roll away because my squat, I'd, like, tripod and I'd, like, you know, wobble and I'd fall, you know? Yeah, you're not, like, fluid where you so, can bend it smoothly and not have that resistance. Yeah, and, like, you know, I did physical therapy, I got ankle surgery, and, like, it just never never healed you know yeah so like my maple part that was like when i just kind of started skating again you know whoa so gnarly so like i was in like constant <laughs> ankle pain you know but like still like managed to push out like it wasn't my favorite part but i pushed out a part you know yeah gnarly so so yeah i mean that definitely like because growing up, like, I was technical, but I'd still, like, Tyrone loved to jump down shit, so, like, I'd jump down stuff, you know? Hell yeah. Get you hyped. Then, He'll get you real hyped, I bet. It's probably fun yeah, to skate you know, with. And, like, <laughs> I remember, like, 
when I just moved out of San Diego, there's the sports arena, which is the famous double set, you know? Yeah, I know that one. So then, so my favorite, like, tricks down stuff was, like, nolly flips and switchbacks from the 80s. Gnarly. So I remember, like, I had to shoot an evil ad, and I was like, oh, you know, like, I want to go switch switchbacks from the 80s double set. And the, the filmer, photographer at the time was just like, oh, you know, like, nobody's you know done that even gone switch or like anything off that and i was just like well let's go you know like let's go so like literally roll up there and like it's it's pretty long you know yeah and to this day i never hollied it like i went straight switchbacks <laughs> when 80 good idea I, I, I switched back when 80 and i landed like three feet after it or something no <laughs> like, i just like charged it and, like i was stuck it and he was like he's like okay <laughs> and then you know like three tries later like landed it and he's just like you know shit all right he's not playing you around know, like, yeah you know like there's always you know at that point i was that new kid kind of coming up you know yeah so like yeah i mean it's like nowadays like you know if niger or something's like oh i'm gonna go nose grind this 30s or hand really you're like yeah right and he goes and does it you know <laughs> so it's just kind of like yeah, it's a good feeling. I re- I like those feelings when those moments line up because I've been the guy who's like been like, yeah, meet me here, drive an hour, I'll drive an hour, and then shoot these photos when you're using like the film and it's like you don't land the trick and they're just wasted oh, all. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, kids don't even have a clue. Back in our day, like when you had a sequence in a magazine, it was like sick. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, that dude did it in a sequence. Yeah, in a certain you know, amount of time, because like, it was counting. Everyone mattered. Yeah, yeah you know, and it's like, it's funny, too, because Ed Dominic, I don't know if you know who Ed Dominic yep. is, but, like, but he was, like, the team dude for Maple. Nice. So pretty much, like, his first going out and shooting skate pictures was with me. Sick. So I think, like, I went and, like, Nolly flipped over that chain into the bank. Fuck yeah. You know, and, like, did a couple other things, and I remember... Called me the next day. He's like, none of them turned out, man. Uh. <laughs> and it was just like, all right, you know. So like, well, yeah, you... but yeah, I mean, you sit there like for a sequence, you know. It's like roll after roll after roll, and like as it goes on, you're just like more and more depressed. Like I'm wasting all this film, and it's just like, ah, what the you, hell's going on? You get super hard on yourself because you're like, there's a clock ticking. You're wasting. I know that feeling, dude. Yeah. <laughs> So that was, was cool because then, you know, Big Brother came out and they'd take videograms. Nice. Breaking the and rules. And that kind of changed the game of, like, sequences, you know? Yeah. It just it just totally changed. And obviously, you know, with the digital format, like, you can try a trick a billion times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't now. It's just deleted and deleted, <laughs> you know, like. All that stress and worry. Why couldn't they have it back then? That would have been beautiful. <laughs> You're welcome. It would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Cool, man. Well, I think we covered it all, dude. Um, do you have any questions? <laughs> nah, man. Not really. Oh, actually, I mean, I guess one thing I wanted to to tell you was, like, so for our shop, you know, we, like, we make shop videos and all that shit. And, like, so what I'm doing is I'm taking, like, my best stuff from the shop video and I'm piecing it all together into, like, a, you know, three-minute part or something like that and get it posted up somewhere yeah that'd be sick i want to see it for sure yeah no it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty sick i mean i still love to skate and you know i don't get the time to like do it all but there's still some fun stuff in it you know yeah i'm hyped that you were able to take time to capture some stuff and put it into a collection to put out dude that's the coolest shit like 
I don't care. It's just cool to see people, like, do that and share. It's yeah. awesome. I mean, so. that's, you know, like, it's funny because, like, since initially, like, what had happened was, like, Aaron Snyder is one of the judges at Street League. Nice. So they did Street League in Chicago, and I went and met him. And then we just hung out, and then I was sitting there watching, and then, like, Steve Barrow walked by, and I'd known Steve, like, from back of the rotation station days. Soccer days, so, soccer you know, days. Yeah, and I was like, what up, man? And we were just talking. He's like, oh, you know, you're still skating. I was like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're at the shop and, you know, this and that. And he just asked about any footage. I was like, yeah, man. He's like, oh, you should, like, piece it together and, like, get it to me. And I was like, kind of like, all right, you know. And my thought at that time was, like, you know, promote the shop. Yeah. You know, and then the whole shop thing went down. So then I still had my homie editing it. So, like, you know, now I'm just like, I'm just going to put it out for fun. Yeah. You Get know, it so out really there. Promoting anything is just like just for fun. Hell yeah! You know, and I've seen a couple other people like post up some. You know, like my generation people like post up parts just for fun. You know, it's not like they're cutting edge, like gnarly parts or anything. But to me, like I'd be super hyped if people like you know put together. It could be like thirty seconds or a minute or two minutes, but like. People of my generation, like, still skating, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, I just think it'd be sick, you know? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I like, like... That's why I like the podcast, because the podcast is, like, I can have people go through and talk about, like, how they... What they... Their time in... They invested in the skateboarding and skateboarding culture. Like, it's so sick, you know? Like, t- seriously... Like, I watch your video parts, and I watch all you guys' video parts, and it inspired me to, like, really want to be part of skating. Like, on a serious yeah. level. Like, I really, like, I fell in love in, with skating, and it saved my life. It literally gave me something to, like, put my time and effort into and not stress and worry. And, like, I've met everyone from skateboarding. But it's because yeah. all that videos, all the culture, you guys made it look so sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm no, but handing out. That's what's, like, <laughs> that's what's rad about being full circle, you know? Like, now you're, you're doing what you're doing, promoting your stuff, and, like, kids are hyped, and... You know, fast forward 10 years from now, some kid might be like, oh, hey, man, like, I saw your shit, and, like, I was hyped, and you got me skating, and it's just... Yeah. That's what's, you know, that's what's up. That's what's cool, you know? Yeah, skating is, like, it, the cool thing about skating is it, um, it seems like it's for everyone, too. There's, like, so many different styles and expressions of people out there that skateboard, especially nowadays, and ev- everyone's involved in skating. It's so sick. I'm always tripping out because I'm, like, people argue about the politics of it all and stuff, but, like... I just trip out because as a little kid, I was like, I just wish everyone knew how awesome skating is. And then I look around and everyone thinks skateboarding is awesome. And I'm like, this is, this is it, you know? This is it. Like, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it is, it is awesome, you know? I mean, when you're, when you're in the captain's chair and you get to pick what tricks you're trying and what you're doing it up or down or across or whatever, like, it's your personal adventure, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and you can, you know, take it take it to the extreme or you can just cruise down a hill and i have just as much fun doing either you know hell yeah hell yeah my lady started skateboarding recently a little bit she just goes to like learn how to push because we're going down to we're going down to surf expo in a couple days we're gonna go down there and uh my buddy zoe um she's a little girl but she works with this organization called girl riders um organization um and they she does like cool skate events and my lady was like yeah i want to skate with zoe so she started coming to the skate park and started learning how to push and stuff. It's been pretty. <laughs> it's been pretty sick. Yeah, I mean that's the 
that's what was kind of the coolest thing moving back here was just like I felt like I could skate and kind of not be judged you know yeah like and just kind of feel free again and not be like you know Dave's Dave's not doing that or he needs to do this trick or you know it was just like I can just skate and like skate with the kids and have fun you know yeah sick that's cool, man. Um, is there anything yeah. you on? Are you on Instagram? Yeah. What's your Instagram? Just your name? Yeah, it's like David R Mayhew. I nice. think. Do you use Twitter or Facebook? Um, I, mean, I have Facebook, but I'm definitely leaning more towards Instagram. I'll probably delete my Facebook coming up <laughs> here pretty soon. I don't do Twitter or anything. I don't know. It's such a weird. Now that I have kids, it's such a weird, like, it's a weird thing, you know? Like, what you post on Facebook, I think it never goes away. Yeah, it's like a trace. You know what I'm saying? Unless you, like, literally call them and, like, delete your page or anything like that. But it's like, I don't know, it's just pretty gnarly because, like, now I have kids that will go back and, like, can look at my life, you know? Yeah, crazy. And you can, like, scroll and see what people have posted. And, like, because now I have, like, cousins and stuff that are on, their nieces and nephews that are on Instagram and this and that, you know. So it's, like, it's kind of wild because then you got to kind of watch yourself, you know, like, what you're oh posting God. and, like, Imagine. portraying and stuff like that. Imagine know? during the Osiris heydays. So. Imagine what would have been on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, we had one at the end of one of the tours we did, like, we were in Vegas, and I think they spent, like, $10,000 at the bar. <laughs> like, people are swimming with just fucking bottles of champagne and stuff. Like, it was just ridiculous, man. It was like, you know, that, at that time in skateboarding, like, you know, there was just money, you know, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, in terms of, like... Anything I want to shout out, like, you know, from a current standpoint, I'm vegan now. I've been vegan for, like, nine years. Nice. And, like, what was the What's up? What was the, what was the reasoning? Like, what was the tipping point to go, to decide to go vegan? Um, so my dad, growing up, um, was vegetarian. Nice. And he, you know, we kind of moved around. At one point, we lived in uh, Texas, and he did some agricultural kind of stuff, and just, you know, got really kind of feared off of meat and stuff. So basically, like, you know, growing up, you know, it wasn't unheard of to not have meat at a meal or something, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, I'd go on tour with people and, like, you know, Frank Carrada, one of the dudes I went with earlier was, like, vegan, you know, and then a couple other dudes were vegan. Uh, We'd always have, like, super in-depth conversations but, like, for some reason, there was never, like, a tipping point of, like, why to do it, you know? Yeah. Like, I couldn't connect the dots, I guess. So then my wife um, grew up outside of Madison, and, you know, her family always had, like, a cow or something that they'd raise and then, you know, get the milk from, and then all of a sudden the cow would be gone, and she'd just be like, well, what happened to, you know, Johnny the cow? <laughs> so she, she's been a vegetarian for eons you know johnny's in greener pastures honey yeah exactly. <laughs> you know so like um so then you know this is we've been vegan now i think for like nine years eight or nine years damn sick 
yeah, I just ended up hearing this person on the radio talk and like just trying to overall be a more compassionate person, you know, like, you know, definitely with animals, but just with people in general, you know, like it's pretty gnarly world we live in and tomorrow is going to be, is it tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow or Saturday. I don't know. The inauguration. Like, yeah, Yeah. you know, it's just going to be a gnarly place and there's so much hatred and like, you know, stuff going on. So like, you know, for me, it was like a health kind of thing, but also a compassion kind of thing, you know, like treating people right, treating animals right and like eating healthy, you know. Yeah, you have a, and you found a way with, with being a vegan to be healthy and feel strong and ha- and happy and healthy. Oh yeah, nice. Dude, I honestly, it's crazy because like I didn't, you know, like like I said, there's like a tipping point or like a, a point where you just kind of clicks, you know. Yeah. And like when it clicked for me, we started you know eating vegan. Like I, I literally like, I think I lost like ten pounds and like just felt better and like leaner and like. You know, not to say I'm old, but like, dudes my age all have like bellies and like, you're just unhealthy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's just like, I just want to live like a healthy lifestyle and like, eat right and, you know, like, that's something if I ever have a stage to like, let people know about, this is something that like, I take passionately, you know? Yeah. So. My, yeah, my, I mean, it's, you know, I, I just ask people to watch, you know, they want, they're trying to be more compassionate or something, watch, like, uh, PETA did a, th- a short thing called Meet Your Meat. Meet Your Meat? Yeah, or you can watch um, Earthlings is, like, another documentary. Nice. But just, like, the way that, you know, the, the slaughtering of animals and, you know, the way that you know, they're, they're treated and stuff, you know, it's just, yeah. it's pretty gnarly, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if you're looking to be, like, a compassionate person, like, who can have a dog or a cat and be cool with that and then go, like, slaughter a cow and just have a hamburger? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's at a point where you can connect the dots is what I'm saying. It's yeah. Like, they have like there's like a system set up for it to be gra- like to seem like disconnected from the food, you know. That's how that happens. It's oh yeah, tough. I mean, that's why there's that's why a hamburger is not called a cow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's literally called a hamburger. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it should be called a cow. Yeah. <laughs> cow burger or something, you know? Like, and it's just gnarly. Like the whole thing kind of like cascades into like, you know, whether you're talking like even like something as simple as like makeup. Yeah. Like, makeup every girl wears, but what most people don't know is that it comes from, like, slaughtered animals. Yeah. So, basically, like, a lot of the makeup is made from, like, roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> they, they pick up the animals and basically take to these companies, and they turn it into makeup, and that's what you put on your face. <laughs> you know, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> like, to me, it's pretty gnarly. Like, Would you say it like that? <laughs> The more I started learning about it, I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and then, you Well, know, that's why I don't wear it. That's why. Well, exactly why I was making a stand. <laughs> I was making a stand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, like I said, having, you know, if people are, like, interested in it or anything, I'd just say do some research and, like, you know, maybe there's something that might click to people, maybe not. People I'm, might laugh at it, but, you know. That's all right. I definitely feel... 
a million times better at doing it, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, my lady's gotten, my lady's got super into her nutrition and her diet and, like, exercising, and she's done all these competitions for fitness and nutrition, and, like, she's super into it. It's so cool. Like, I'm learning, because I, I, I eat meat, like, I don't, like, I know all this, and I still just eat, I try to consume, that's (laughs) that's what I'm saying, like, I did too, like, I had these talks with people, and I just was like, all right. You know, screw you, I'm going to go get my hamburger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just when there's a, there, you know, if you, if you do turn vegan or whatever, you make your choices, but, like, there'll be a point in time where it just, like, kind of clicks, you know? Yeah. The only thing I've heard Honestly, opposed, like, the only way I, yeah. the only thing I've heard opposed to being a vegan is, like, that it might be, you can't get everything you need through the diet. That's why I was asking. I was like, you found a way and you feel healthy and strong and, like. So the, the only thing being vegan that you really need to supplement is b12 okay the vitamin b12 which is basically a bacteria this is where it gets gross <laughs> so a cow a cow doesn't have b12 but when a cow is slaughtered the bacteria grows which is b12 crazy you know what i'm saying so like you don't so as a vegan not eating meat you're not getting the b12 yeah but you need b12 um, yeah, and, and the animals, you know, it's a bacteria, so they can grow a, a vegan B12, you know? Yeah. Basically, you know, like, so, you know, the next thing that really grossed me out is, like, milk, you know? If you start thinking about a, a cow, so basically, like, we're the only um, creature on Earth that drinks the cow from another animal. Or the milk, milk from another animal. And we're the only species on Earth that drinks milk after being a baby or, a, you know, an infant. Yeah, like continues to drink it? Like, yeah, you know, like milk is just like a, a secretion. Like if you start thinking about what milk is, you know, it's like a secretion. And the only way they can produce as much milk as they can is that they constantly impregnate these cows. Yeah. So basically a cow... Boom, they impregnate the cow, gives birth, they milk it, you know, they take the baby away, they milk the cow, boom, make it pregnant again. Yeah. Take the baby again, milk the cow, boom, do it again, 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 and then these cows get taken to slaughter. Yeah, they're like using it I mean, as that's a... that's literally their, their life, you it's know? A, it's a, ca- it's like a machine producing meat and milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and cheese. You know, it's just, it's just gnarly. But then if you start doing the research, like casing and the cheese and the milk is like been linked to like basically like one of the main things that causes cancer yeah sketchy you know so it's like when you start doing your research and all this stuff like the 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 information is out there but the meat lobbyists and the the dairy lobbyists i mean it's huge like entities that you're going up against you know yeah i mean i know in wisconsin here they're just trying to pass some law that so if you see like a soy milk or an almond milk, they're trying to pass a law that it can't say milk. You know, yeah. it can just be it would have to be soy something or almond something. You know. Yeah. And what? Why are they trying to do that? Because milk sales are like plummeting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like more and more people, because naturally most people are lactose intolerant. Yeah. It's kind of like. Your body adjusts and learns to live with lactose, you know? So more and more people are switching to, like, a non-dairy milk, and they feel better. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's something that I'm passionate about. Like I said, like if people are interested in it, they can do a little research. And for me, you know, just watching one of those films, <clears throat> you know, it's just how we treat the animals is pretty gnarly, you know? Fuck yeah. Brutal. So, so brutal. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's a... If, if there's a human being that can watch Earthlings and not like be in tears, <laughs> then something's wrong, you know. Like, are there a, just, are there like people that protest farms? Are you like near any of those farms and stuff like that? Because you're in. The- um, I'm not. So the only thing we've really done, like as far as community base, is like we've my wife really worked and I helped out on doing um, the Madison Vegan Fest. Nice. So we started that, you know, I think like six years ago. Um, which just keeps getting bigger and bigger. You know, we've had to switch venues and stuff, and it's just growing and growing. So That's sick. You know, I think more and more people are becoming aware that, like, McDonald's and, you know, Burger King is just not the right way to live, you know? Yeah. So. That's cool. Six yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a gnarly thing. You know, my wife, she's a nurse practitioner, and she understands, like, basically how the body works and how it processes things and all this stuff. So she's a little bit more in tune with, like, from a scientific standpoint, what your body needs and and all this stuff. So Must be nice to have her there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's great. It's just funny because when you start thinking of things like, like fish, you know, everybody say, like, you know, Omega-3 you get from fish, you get from fish, you know, fish oil, and there's, like, this huge push for fish oil, but it's, like, fish don't have omega-3, they get it from seaweed, you know what I mean, it's just funny, and it's, like, cows, cows don't have calcium, they get it from grass, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know what I'm saying, it's, like, so you start, like, connecting the dots, it's, like, you know, it's just weird, like, how, how mistrued, like, the public has been as far as like what you're eating and why you're eating it you know yeah yeah it's crazy when something like when our basic needs or people are making money off of them like um create when other people make money off your basic needs (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's like terrifying you know it's like you should make money off your needs or like you they should be you should be able to make a living to cover your basic needs which is like diet and like community and family and like your own time like that's the big one for me is like people own your time it's crazy yeah <laughs> that oh, one's yeah, no that's for sure crazy right <laughs> yeah no i mean it's yeah i mean it's i mean for me it's more of like also too is like and i think i want to start doing this in the skate world too is like your dollar is your vote you know yeah and like that's kind of why, like, I've, you know, I met Kelly Hart, um, like, a year ago, and he was super cool, and he was just, like, high dummy as a skater and all this stuff, and, like, you know, I hit him up, I was, like, at the time, the Nike dudes were giving me shit, you know, it just kind of hit me, I was just, like, man, like, our dollars, our vote, like, what we wear is a vote, and, like, where we spend our money, you know, and I was just, like, Nike just pretty much, like, crushed my you know, skate shop, you know? Yeah, fuck you, like, right. Sense, you know, it was just like, okay, like, you know, where am I going to go? You know, who am I going to try to help? So I'm definitely about, like, these, you know, like, skate skate companies trying to make a push back and, like, take over, Yeah. you know, more of the, the skateboarding world, get it back, you know? 
Yeah, the ones that live I'm it. I'm not saying I'm not saying S or Soltech is perfect. I mean, they've done me wrong a little bit, and I feel like other people, but you know, that's kind of you know they support skaters and what people are doing. So, and it's a growing yeah. process, you know. Like people can, it's a growing process. A brand is a growing process, you know. Yeah, For I sure. see like less and less people wearing Nikes. You know, the skate park, which is kind of cool in a sense that people are maybe becoming a little bit more aware of what's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Like I said, like, not to go back to it, but the Ed Lego interview, like, you know, like, it was just pretty gnarly, man. Like, it, they, you know, they've put many of shops out of business, you know? Yeah. It's... Which is a complete opposite of what, you know, a, a company should be doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brutal, so, man. So, man, I mean, you know, you just gotta, you know, take back to veganism, like, we pay with our dollars of where we spend our money, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, Crazy. Yeah, man. And are, are you, uh, do you, for the, um, for your vegan event, six years, huh? that's sick, um, yeah. do you use social media to promote it? Yeah. My wife and I have kind of stepped back from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. We have the two kids now, and it's just like, <laughs> it's just time, you know? Yeah. But basically, we also found out, too, that there's just like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's kind of comparable, like, to religion, but there's people that are religious, and there's people that push their religion on you, you know? Yeah. And then there's people that are vegan, and there's people who push it on you. Yeah. You know, like, almost make you feel bad, or like, why you're choosing to eat what you're eating. Yeah, like judge you instead of yeah. just like yeah. So like we we found like even being vegans like we were being judged you know like because I skate in leather shoes yeah you know because I tried to skate in canvas shoes and like I'll blow those out in like a session yeah yeah you know it's for to me it's like okay I can skate a summer of like forty different pairs of canvas shoes or I could wear one pair of leather shoes yeah you know so it's like to me it's more like okay this is my one thing that I kind of. You know, let slide. Yeah, but then they, they, but people hold you to like because they're like, oh, but you're a vegan. It's like, yeah, but I've already, I've reduced some of my intake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to do. I'm not I'm perfect. To help out, you know, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people don't know this too. Like in terms of like global warming and like greenhouse gases, and so basically, like the the meat industry, so the cows basically, and the whole factory farming. They create more carbon emissions and greenhouse emissions than cars, trains, planes, anything combined. Not really. You know, like, so if you're, if you're on that health kick or, like, if you're on a, you know, stance for global warming or whatever, like, you gotta do some research and figure out, like, what's really happening, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, there's all kinds of... Yeah, I don't know, it just all, to me, it all just kind of boils in compassion, you know? And compassion for the earth and the animals and, yeah. you know, like, we have a dog, and it's like, I couldn't even imagine my dog being hurt or mistreated, because they're like, I don't know if you have any pets, but, like, they're little, like, they're like your sidekicks, you know? Elwood, Elwood and Emma are my best friends. So, you know, picture pigs are, like, ridiculously smart. I've heard, and dolphins, too. Yeah, you know, and it's like, pigs get slaughtered on a daily, you know, millions and millions of 
pigs get slaughtered. It's like they all have feelings, they all have a nervous system, and they all like have social, you know, living standards. Like equal or to more than a dog, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Above a dog, I think. You know. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, you know, once again, it's just like taking a pig, slaughtering it, and calling it bacon makes it okay. Yeah. You know, they separate you from the animal. Yeah, and bacon's delicious, so that's like the trick. But, yeah, you know, so that's the thing is like. <laughs> but then, if you watch, you should go watch one of those movies. I wrote them down. Earthlings or yeah. Meet Your Meat, right? Yeah, Meet Your Meat is like an old PETA one. It's just, I think it's like 15 or 20 minutes long. I'd like to just see that because it's going to be like old school looking, filmed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sick. And then, um, yeah, the Earthlings, I actually honestly haven't seen because I've seen enough, but I've heard it's just gnarly. Oh, like the whole thing? Like stay through? Yeah. Yeah, gnarly. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it's just like... <laughs> pretty gnarly which for me like I've already made my decision I don't need to watch it anymore yeah yeah (laughs) you know so it's just kind of gnarly so you know what I I, I, to switch it up if you still have a little more time dude um no I'm chilling did you have people did you have people hate on you like in skating your decisions and like you kind of talked about it before but like do you feel come up against the resistance for your opinions and ideas and stuff I think the most resistance I ever got was like honestly for me it was just weird so if you if you when I step back and look at my critique in my career and kind of critique it it was like I was skating my best when I was like least known and just kind of coming up on the scene you know nice you're hungry and then like as I you know then I hurt my ankle and I got more and more popular and the shoe got popular so it was like I feel like my skating decreased but like my your legacy your fame my, <laughs> i'll yeah, say it for you i'll what say you it. Want to call it <laughs> whatever you want to call it is going up you know yeah like i remember i think talking to mark one time i was just like dude like my mind is there i want to be creative but like my foot just fucking hurts you know yeah and you know i just never felt like i was skating on that level where i should be so i think at some point it got weird because i feel like you know with the popularity of the shoe and it's funny because, like, I've talked to several people, and they're just like, every single person made fun of it wanted it to be their shoe. <laughs> of course. You know, like, <laughs> so it's just ironic when people make fun of it. It's just like, okay, you know, what's the underlying thing? But, like, you know, it's just weird. Like, because then I felt like at some point I was kind of getting, not even like hated on, but just, I wasn't to lever I, I wanted to be. So maybe I kind of, like, made it up that people were hating. Yeah. Just because I wasn't where I wanted to be. But, like, like my career kept, like, going upwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to explain. No, it makes sense. It's I like Because like, you, you were know, probably, you were dealing with your own issues with an injury and, like, in this situation you're in and, and it's growing bigger and bigger and you can't skate. You're injured, basically. You're trying to recover still. And then you have yeah, everyone around just, you who would love to have that shoe <laughs> and the money that really, comes. <laughs> it was really awkward, like, place, you know? Yeah. That's a gnarly, like, those are some tough seas to navigate. <laughs> yeah, you know? So, like, I don't know if, like, I mean, there's obviously people poke fun at the D3 just for, like, fun and, you know, like, whatever. But, like, 
you know, like I said, maybe some of it I took personally because, like, it was my shoe that I designed and, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a weird thing. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. You cru- you crush it. Thank you so much, Dave. This was this was epic, dude. I needed a good talk, so I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. And definitely be on the lookout. I'm going to drop my little part sometime. I'll be posting. I'll repost it and sometime share it. Soon. Yeah, I'll share and repost. And wherever you drop it, let me know. I'll, I'll make sure. Yeah. Um, I, I've been talking to uh, Mike Renetta Thrasher, so maybe it'll pop up a Thrasher. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, hell yeah. Burn dog. <laughs> Hook it up. I'm going to text him and say, do this shit. Let's get it. <laughs> He's the man. I'm, I'm waiting to get the edit. Like, my homie is editing it. He had, like, a good friend pass away, so he's just, like, been kind of putting it on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. And I keep telling him, like, there's no rush. Like, it's, it is, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it is what it is, you know, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So, it'll pop out. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate everything. Um, yeah, man. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Thank I've you. Seen your parts. Keep doing, keep riffing and doing what you're doing. And someday, some little kid will be interviewing you, and you'll be me. <laughs> I'll just be flipped, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. And actually, if we, I, I want to go through the Midwest with my skateboard team. So maybe we'll go through your area and skate some parks or something when, when we get the chance. Yeah. Well, you got the digits. Hit me up. And let yeah. me know. Yeah, we'll come. Everybody th- comes through here, man. Like. There's been a lot of, like, kind of famous stuff, you know, like, there's a Tommy Sandoval ad, he's, like, lip-sliding this 21-stair handrail, that was a Madison. Whoa, gnarly. And then Jamie Foy just had a couple tricks in Madison in his party, just his mystery, or a Death Wish part. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But no, there's some, there's some shit here. Yeah, we'll come through, dude. We're always excited to check out new land, so once we figure it out and get the van and everything, we'll roll through, man. There you go, man. Keep doing what you're doing.